G'day, mates. Well, today's episode, it's for the losers of the world. I mean, if you've played Sorare for as many years as we have, you're used to the sting of disappointment week after week when you're a sinner and you get those hopes up and you think everything's going to be sunshine and rainbows only for your star midfielder to be offered his cousin's christening somewhere in deep of deep fields of Venezuela or your player to be on a boat somewhere to go to his best friend's wedding over in Argentina. It all happens. It's the excuses. It's the reasons. It's the life of footballers that cause us so much pain week after week. And if you're like the two of us, even when your players do get on the pitch, they often fuck it up more than you could possibly imagine anyway. And you'd almost wish they didn't get out there in the first place. Alistair, I know you can relate. You're, you're, in, the, you're in the trenches at the moment. You're, you're, you're battling the demons I guess you could say you're full of head noise this week. It's been a tough couple of weeks for you, mate, but I think it's something we can all relate to at the end of the day. Yeah, um, it's been it's been very rough. Oh, God, damn it. Oh, God. <laughs> I think I'm, I'm very acutely aware of just how long a weekend is. You know, Saturday rolls around, you get a couple of good scores that roll in, you know, a couple of couple of good matchups, you know, first up and you those hopes get up, those hopes go sky high and then and then Sunday, Monday, Tuesday and it's just it's just all downhill from there and you kind of yeah, left thinking like how could it go so wrong? <laughs> it's hard not to get the hopes up. Look, I mean, we're all sinners, but you know, you start your week with a clean sheet. You've done the hardest thing. You're like, I've yep. done it. I've done the thing that we all crave. <laughs> I can't mm, lose. Yeah, I mean, for me, I had a, so I had a particularly tough weekend. I mean, we'll we'll get into head noise a little bit more in depth a bit later on, but just to kind of vent, I guess, my frustrations. So it all started with the boys, the Wolfsburg boys. You know, first game of the season, hopes were high, absolutely crushed. All the boys hit high eighties. You know, Castile's got a clean sheet. Uh, Jonas Windy Boy wins scoring goals like bloody Mohamed Salah. So I had a um, defensive stack of Castiles and Lacroix from Wolfsburg, and then I had Harry Kane and Hyung Min Sun up front, and then I had our boy, our captain, Captain Fearless, Maxi Arnold in the middle there. Um, they absolutely banged, and of course, just before kickoff, Maxi Arnold was ruled out with illness. Disappointed! And I thought, look, that's fine. I'll take that. If that's my bad luck for the weekend, I'm I'm okay with it. Limiteds, look, my invest my emotional investment's not that high. Then my Cap Two Twenty team, also full of Wolfsburg boys, um, started very strongly. You know, um, I was very excited to see uh, some of my kind of like you know three dollar pickups that I uh, that I acquired during my Wolfsburg spree. You know, absolutely bang for me. You know, great start to the season. Uh, and then, sure enough, uh, the Real Salt Lake um, LA Galaxy game was postponed due to the hurricane. So my keeper, Jonathan Bond, was a big fat red zero. So again, limited two twenty. Who gives a shit? Um, but then my hopes were seriously up when all of my uh, super rare blue boys absolutely crushed. Uh, my captain choice was bang on eighty eight from Kadri. Uh, Hyung Min Sun got sixty five without a decisive. Otamendi did Otamendi things, uh, you know. Julian Desart did Julian Desart things, and I was like, "This is it's all going to plan." I've just got my keeper to go. Now, 
All I can say is fuck goalkeepers. Hey, fuck you, mate. <laughs> fuck goalkeepers right in the face. Um, Mohamed Sengeza uh, for Basakshir. Basakshir. Um, let in goal. It's like, look, it's okay. I don't mind. Look, a clean sheet would have been nice. You know, we're on for a nice high finish with a clean sheet. But look, I'm not a sinner. I'm not going to get my hopes up for a clean sheet. Uh, and then sure enough, the old own goal off the post ricocheted back into his own net. Um, and that own goal absolutely cost me big time. I think it took him back down to like 20 points. And, you know, when you look at the So Rare Data app and it tells you just how far you are away from, you know, the, the different tiers. And it's like, you are three points away from a tier five. You're six points away from a tier four. You're 11 points away from a tier three. And I'm like, if he didn't commit that own goal, I'm sitting in like solid tier three territory. I just can't get a win, mate. I just cannot get a win. I'm I'm in a real slump. I think that's, that Sarah Dada... Um, feature is possibly one of the worst things because it's I think it brings out the pain of like you can be like oh I'm so close like you can see it you can see the glory in front of you Um, and I think it sort of ties in with our conversation that we'll talk about today is when we're gonna lose what's the best way to lose because we've all had situations. I mean, you know, you at the start of the game week in your limiteds, you had the hopes dashed straight away. There was no, it was a swift mm. and quick death. Now, do you almost prefer that? And then the rest of your game week, you know, there's nothing on. Or in your case with your goalkeeper, would you rather it come down to your last player when, and look, let's be honest, the hopes are up. You're going to get let down. Um well, I mean, just to add to the clusterfuck that was my game week, um, on Tuesday, uh, my Cap 240 Super Rare team, um, I mean, as uh, the Sower MLS boys, Sower in the States boys talk about that sweet dose of ETH, I am in heavy withdrawal from the sweet dose of ETH. I have not hit the th- Super Rare threshold in quite some time. I'm sitting on around 200, 205 points, you know, coming in with my last player to play. So, look, 48, 50 points, it's it's doable. So, with the weekend I've had, I'm not like, my hopes aren't necessarily sky high. But then, sure enough, I get the news that my last player is also out due to a last-minute scratching. Um, so, and that didn't feel great either. So, I, th- <laughs> I, don't, I don't think there's really any way to offset that but yeah it's i don't mean we'll, we'll talk about it in a little bit but yeah man i just uh the head noise is real it's funny because i feel like the shoes on the other foot for the first time ever where i like i mean i'm I look let's not let's let's be clear i'm not winning jack shit but i'm kind of happy just enjoying football being back in a pretty good space you know i'm losing goalkeepers left right and center but to be honest i'm okay with it like um i've made a really big purchase I don't think we've announced it on Twitter yet, but um, obviously we're both wearing the Wolfsburg jerseys. We're there to support the Wolfsburg boys. I've lost all my goalkeepers. Who to bring in? Colin Castile's baby. Bring Uh, in the best. Had the captain's arm bed on the weekend. Big 2-0 win. Clean sheet to kick off his account in the uh, the gallery. I mean, as long as he doesn't transfer, 
He's a Wolfsburg boy <laughs> for now, and that's what we're going to be going with, okay? So let's just... Oh, Simon is tempting fate, everybody. It's tempting fate picking up a picking up a, a big purchase before the transfer window ends. Big big balls, balls of steel. <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? Honestly, we'll be fine. Oh dear. All right. Well, look. Let's have a little. Uh, we'll, I mean, we'll we'll have a quick update on what's been going on. Big news this morning that uh, the new cards are dropping soon. Um, new European cards, three D cards. How do you feel about the three D cards? Um, it's fine. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I don't really have any thoughts on that. Mm, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, I think the Sarai like design team has been getting better over the years i think the one of the biggest issues with the rare kind of nfts especially when the boom was happening is that the nfts just didn't look very good like cool utility but they just could look a lot cooler i think the most recent design is probably the best one they've had i was not a fan of the Wembenyana rookie card that they brought out i thought that looked atrocious that font was bad um so yeah, I'm interested to see how you know what these 3D cards look like. Hopefully, they don't look too cheesy. Well, we've come a long way, I must say, from the MLS big heads. That's true. That's true. The big heads were were <laughs> not a visual delight for sure. Uh, is it just me, or are there not as many big head cards floating around? I feel like I don't see them as often anymore. I don't know. Maybe people are hoarding them. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like I don't. You don't see too many. I actually, I got a uh, Edison Flores. Someone wanted my uh, new season card and they traded a big head and I don't really care about Edison Flores. So I took the three euro or whatever he was offering. A dollar and 83 cents American. What are we going to get with that? Um, so now I've got an Edison Flores big head in my gallery, but no, I don't know. I feel Who like, knows? I feel like, so rare, be- do they sort of phase those cards out? No, they certainly. Oh, well, I hope not. If they do, that's that's big news that we've just broken live on the podcast. Um, I think it's just a matter of it. Just goes to show just how big the supply is of MLS cards at the moment that you kind of don't notice the big heads because they're definitely there. Um, who knows? They might be collectors' items in ten, fifteen years' time. If Sarrer is you know the biggest thing on the on the face of the earth in fantasy sports, those big heads are like yeah, could be could be very rare. So that Edison Flores might just be a ticket to that Lamborghini. Ticket to the moon. Ticket to the even, moon. Even if, even if all of my goalkeepers are falling like falling like flies, got my Edison <laughs> Flores big head to save the day. <laughs> um, in other news, uh, this morning, Challenger Europe has had a bit of a shake-up this weekend. Um, pretty much every strong team in the Challenger region has now got a buy. Um, they've rescheduled a bunch of games due to the kind of European Champion League, um, Champions League, sorry, uh, fixtures. So like, a, I think AZ have uh, not got a game. Ajax haven't got a game. Twenty haven't got a game. Fenerbahce, Galatasaray. So all the big stacks are in the mud. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's a, a good weekend, you know, potentially a good weekend for some minnows like us to maybe get our first win. You know, these stacks are out of the way. This could be our moment. Yeah. If only my Kojikaru was playing and not Ben Potter, <laughs> wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't that be fun? Oh, mate. It'll be, uh, it'll be a very avid Kojikaru watch over the next couple of weeks. I think fingers crossed he gets that move. I know that, um, 
the Liège keeper Bodart is looking for a move. So potentially, you know, an interleague move, Kojikaru, you know, he's got some free time on his hands. Why not be the standard Liège keeper? And maybe, look, I don't want to get desperate, but maybe they can work it into the contract somewhere that uh, he's three or four days a week goalkeeper, uh, two to three days a week uh, part-time engineer, or maybe mm. you know, civil engineer within the club, uh, helping build new infrastructure, new training grounds, um, really make his worth on and off the pitch. Yeah, that's right. I mean, that obviously, as we all know, that's the reason that he lost the starting gig at Age Live, and they wanted someone who really was dedicated and focused on goalkeeping, and he just couldn't stop building bridges in his spare time. It's just, you know, it's his passion. And look, OH Live and weren't going to stand, stand in the way of uh, old Valentine's passion, so... Look, we, we wish him the best. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see where, where things go from here. But, uh, Alster, is it time to jump back into everyone's favourite segment? I think it might be. It's time for a moon or two. <laughs> <laughs> okay, alrighty. Simon, have you got three transfers for me? I do. I do. Now, the first one, Alster, uh, it's a little bit old news, but I think given the weekend that just came, uh, it's still very, very, very relevant. James Ward-Prowse to West Ham. What have you made of it, Moon or Dune? Um, Moon, Moon, absolutely. I think, I mean, he he scored pretty well from a Surrey point of view at Southampton, and they were terrible. West Ham are a better team. I think he might have less responsibility but he's still going to be I mean you'd be foolish to not have Ward Prowse on every single set piece so um, I think a lot of people panicked when they saw that he moved from Southampton in the championship to back to the Premier League but I still think he's going to be a very good card so I'm going to say well it's hard to say Moon because he obviously would have been incredible in the championship Um but I think conventional wisdom is would be to say Dune, but I'm going to say Moon. I think yeah. he's going to do really well this year. I think the weekend showed like two assists. I think he had on every corner, on every set piece. I think it's perfect for the fact that it's West Ham, that it's not a super, super dominant team because it sort of means he can be the main man or one of the main men. Whereas <laughs> if he went to, you know, somewhere like a Liverpool or a Chelsea or something like that, then I feel like oh, he yeah. loses that shine a little bit. Absolutely. All right, what's next? Speaking of Prem, what about our boy Petrovic to Chelsea on a seven-year deal? <laughs> Jeez. Uh, I mean, obviously Dune for anyone who owns Petrovic. Um, moon for him personally and absolutely a moon for the Revs. I saw that they bought him for $700,000 and they just sold him for $19 million. I've got an idea, Simon. How about we stop messing around with these JPEGs and we start just buying and selling football players for real. <laughs> That's called human trafficking, Alistair. If New England Revolution could do it, then I don't see why we can't, you know, buy a couple of goalkeepers, keep them in the back cupboard, you know, when they start to hit form, off they go. We can't lose. There we go. All right. I don't mind it. Um, now, Alistair, what about this one? This is, this, is, this is huge news. Ivan Lucic to Austin FC. Oh, God, I can't even look at anything resembling Austin FC right now. I'm going to say Dune. <laughs> you know why I said that, Elster? It's not actually a rumour, but 
he's the, he's the hashtag split keeper that's had 11 clean sheets in a row. And God knows Austin need a keeper that can stop a shot. They need a man between the sticks that can fortify that back defense and stop those goals because Brad Stuver is bleeding, Elsa. He's bleeding goals. Mm, don't do it, Ivan. Don't do it. You've got such a good thing going on over there in Hajduk. Don't don't do it to yourself. <laughs> oh, Brad Stuver. Dune. Dune all day. All right, what have you got, Elsa? Fucking Austin. All right. Um, Jeremy Doku to Man City. Dune. He's, it, anyone goes to City, it's just like, it's a complete death sentence for their Serea scores. Mm. I can totally see him being a 10, 20 minute player off the bench providing impact. Yeah, Dune. Great for him again. Well done, mate. But Dune. <laughs> I think we've got to take personal, like, you know, milestones off the, off the cards here. I mean, no one else in the Serea community cares about, you know, whether, you know, when, a, when a, a player from the MLS makes his move to sit on the bench in, you know, Syria, no one cares about how good they feel. Yeah. <laughs> it's all about utility, baby. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this one might be an interesting one. Very, very rough rumour, but uh, Jota to Newcastle. I'm going to go Moon. I feel like that's where I thought he was going to go and I thought that he had, like, the potential to really kick on and then he just made that really random move to Saudi and it was I think it well it certainly took a lot of Jota owners by surprise um mm. but yeah no I, I like it get him out of Saudi get him back to some proper football please <laughs> all righty there you go the definitive uh moon or dune we have made the call on the future of these players and that's all there is to it okay segments galore Simon say we're busting out all the segments this, this week I think it's got to be backed by popular demand last week was a, it was a massive hit obviously everyone was introduced to our son Ladino and my son uh, so I thought we'd we'd do that again this week um, and we've come up with a great name for the for the segment welcome into this week's edition of whose face is it anyway wait a minute who are you okay all right so for those who don't know um, who are just joining in um, basically, I'm going to send Simon a morph, a child, a horrific creation. Preoccupied with whether or not they could, they didn't stop to think if they should. Um, of two football players or football community members. Uh, and Simon's got to guess which two individuals I have morphed for the purposes of my own sick entertainment. Okay. First one, I'm going to send it to you. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Oh, um, this is a lot harder than I first thought. When I was setting them last week, you actually did really well considering. I'll give you a hint. Okay, um, Maxi Arnold and Jonas Wind. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> it's quite freakish, isn't it? That is, yeah, horrifying. Get that off my phone as soon as possible. <laughs> There's a, there's a lot of, like, scrapped creations, which will forever haunt me. <laughs> okay, next one. Here we go. Well, that's Harry Kane. Mm -hmm. You can see that old head from a mile away. And Thomas Suchek? No. I'll give you a hint. It's not a player. Quinny? No. Oh, Arteta? 
You're in the right ballpark. Ange Postacoglu. <laughs> Close. It's Jurgen Klopp. <laughs> uh, okay, I see that now. Okay. Okay, I'm going to send you two more. Okay. So I'm three from four, I think. Yes, three from four. Okay, next one. <laughs> Is that just a player? <laughs> no. <laughs> This is just a K League player. Um, <laughs> um, I'm gonna say Hyunmin Son. Mm hmm. Ding. I'm just saying Hyunmin Son. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Hyunmin Son. No, it's Hyunmin Son and Jack Grealish. <laughs> I would never have got that. <laughs> oh, dear. Alrighty, last one. Okay. Okay. Oops. Are we ready? I started hot, but I'm falling off the wagon. Okay, this one this one will this one might be in your nightmares tonight. Oh no. I don't like it, Elster. Make it stop. Make it stop. Well, it's show Sasaki. <laughs> Those ears. It's eyes like see like look through me. Um I have no idea. <laughs> okay, that is Shosasaki and Pep Guardiola. Oh, my God. Okay, now, that you think that was bad. Just, I've got to send you one more creation. Just a little bonus. It's the reverse of that. So it's Pep Guardiola with Shosasaki's face. Okay, are you ready? Are you ready to be extremely freaked out? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, well. That is look, ridiculous. We're absolute sickos. <laughs> okay, that was whose face is it anyway? <laughs> Where we make nightmares come true. I think I need to go to church. <laughs> Y'all need Jesus. <laughs> Let's go back to, I mean, we've had some fun. Let's talk about the serious stuff again. Head noise. Okay, so I've had probably like five weeks without a reward. Um, now, this, I knew this was a risk when I downsized my gallery to just blue boys. Obviously, Simon, you've had probably one of the unluckiest so rare careers in the history of Soraya. You've had a few little bright moments, you know, the we can all remember Sho Sasaki guiding you into the top 20 of All-Star Rare. That's probably your pinnacle. I don't think you've had anything greater than that. And I won a Kojikeri that's now worth like 0 0.06. Yeah, so there you go. So I guess the, the topic for today is kind of talking about how we deal with that head noise. And I mean, I think I'll open it up to you to begin with because you have had think how long have you been on Soret? two years two and a half years coming up two and a half years yeah. with very little joy so how do you keep going it's tough and i, I sort of i think of this as a, a therapy session alistair you know a, a fellow survivor should you lie down talking to another battler um look think for me it's become i've turned it not about winning obviously like there's still that competitive edge and i don't think anyone 
on the <clears> platform <throat> is playing just to have fun. I think you're kidding yourself if you're saying, oh, I'm just here for fun. Everyone has high hopes. Everyone wants to win. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think for me, like, I think I used to maybe back in the boom, overdo it with like, over like checking my lineup every two seconds. And when it didn't happen, I would just be absolutely crushed. Whereas I think now just knowing how much goes into a successful game week where you do win a reward when things don't go my way, like I think I'm a lot better at just moving on and being like, look, that's okay. That's part of the, um, that's part of the process. You know, I think, this weekend, like had that been a year and a half ago and I got a clean sheet and a 70 from my defender and then everyone else shut the bed, I would have been like, what the hell I was on? Like, you know, but whereas now, like, I think it was funny. Like I had those first two players pop off, but I never felt like I was close to winning, even with my three players to go. Cause I mm. knew how much, was ahead of me. Whereas in the past I would literally have my Ford score and I'm like, I've won, I'm going to win, I'm going to do it. And then I'd quickly realize how hard it is and that you actually need a lot to go your way. Wow. That's very uh, mature of you. And it's um, quite the indictment on me in that <laughs> I'm exactly the opposite. If <laughs> with my forward scores, I'm just like, <laughs> I'm, I've won. It's over. I'm still, uh, <laughs> I'm still about, I'm still an absolute sinner. So yeah. Um, what about the question we kind of brought up at the start of the episode? When is it best to be let down? Are you are you happier when you kind of on a Friday night you you know, your keepers come down with the flu and your whole lineup's dead and you've got the whole weekend ahead of you knowing that you're not going to win anything? Is that better than being let down? You know, on late on a Monday afternoon when Claudio Bravo pulls a hamstring. Well, I mean, I think probably. F- Fast or flashback to a month ago, I will definitely say it's not right at the end. I mean, that Johnny Russell uh, decisive being taken off him was possibly one of the most soul-crushing things I've ever experienced in my life. You can actually pinpoint the second when his heart rips in half. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can confirm uh, the morning of the rewards being given out, that happening is no. Um, okay, that's bad. Yep, let's, fair let's enough. Not, let's not go back there. Else it was a dark, dark place. <laughs> um, but I think from a rare side of things, I think, I think honestly, the sweet spot's like middle of the road, you know, you sort of get your hopes up. So you get invested in the weekend because I find that if I have a player that I know is out before the game week even starts, like after my lineup has been submitted, mm. I do think that maybe my interest in that, that game week sort of wanes a little bit because yep. it's like, it's over. Um, whereas I think when I still feel like I've got some skin in the game, my actual Sorare experience for that weekend is a little bit better because I'm watch I'm paying more attention mm. to other results and I'm probably watching more of my guys. So I, I I don't know. Would you agree? Yeah, I would agree. I think I mean I mean, so recently when I was uh, in Africa, I had a weekend where I got my lineups in, but then I was off the grid. Like I had no internet at all. Um, for for most of the weekend um and i thought that that would really help i thought like okay i'll just go away i'll enjoy my weekend i won't be able to check any scores and i'll come back and i'll just turn my internet on and i'll either have one or i won't have and you know that's kind of the best way to do it because it's like just leave it up to the universe um but turns out like turning on your internet and just getting like 
all these notifications, some good but mostly bad, and then you realize that, yeah, the whole weekend your hopes were up for nothing. Uh, I feel like that that didn't feel very very good either. I feel like you do have to have some engagement with it over the course of the weekend for it to be enjoyable. Um, it's not just a matter of someone tells you on Tuesday you won or you didn't win. <laughs> um, I think, yeah, it's... It's tough. I, I like to be out. I like the kind of thrill of waiting for lineups to drop, you know, checking scores, waiting for those notifications. It's just that I haven't had any bloody good notifications in quite a while. Yeah, 100%. I don't think the the snap win or you, you, you find out all your players have absolutely banged and you go, well, oh my God, I've won a really good reward. There's, I, don't, I, don't, I think that takes away from what makes Soraya really good. I think if you look mm. at any good win that anyone has had on their platform, think about everyone's best win. What's, you know, what's your best win? There's a story that goes behind it. You know, for me, yeah. my best win, it was, it was all about sitting at that pub in Thornbury, Melbourne, watching Sosasaki's AA just rack up continuously throughout the game. I had my mates around. We were all huddling around the phone watching it happen. Gather round. Not you, non-breads. Like for me, it's if, you know, if I just woken up on Monday and checked how I went on the weekend and, oh, I won a tier one. Oh, great. Mm. But I think what makes Soraya good is that experience. And that's why I think, Alistair, when we're losing, that's why I'm still here. And that's why mm. you're still here. That's why we're all still here. Because at the end of the day, like I sort of said in my intro, we're all losers. Let's be honest. Most weeks <laughs> we all lose. We all mm. might think we're going to win, but we're losers, um, you know. So I think that's what makes Sarare a great product, and that's why we keep coming back time and time again, despite the incredible pain that it can sometimes bring. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right, and I think like this last five weeks has kind of shown me like this is the reason that I think Soraya will succeed long-term is because it is just such an addictive product. And the fact that I'm sitting here on a Wednesday morning right now and the, the uh, upcoming game week is open and I'm so excited about putting my lineups in. Like I'm back in there, I'm checking matchups, I'm in the lineup builder, you know, I'm putting it all together, you know. So <laughs> last week is forgotten and we're back into it again. I think that's, yeah, like you said, those those good moments and those wins that you do get really are what kind of keep you coming back. <laughs> and just how like <clears throat> a month ago on Sorare, a month feels like an age. Mm. Like you could have something like a month ago, I was pretty close to just like walking away, you know, head noise, absolute central month on. Yeah. That's all right. <laughs> Keep I think going. the other the other element of head noise, not to, just to take it back to a negative place again, is rewards. Like you are someone who can definitely testify to the disappointment of getting a reward that just sucks. And I would love to do a survey of every so rare user. You know, how many times are you satisfied with the reward that you get? And it's so it's so few. So it's like. We we really are kind of sadists, aren't we? We put ourselves into this thing where even when we do the thing we want to do, we're still disappointed. Yeah, or you win a, a tier two, and you're like, oh, if only he'd not if he hadn't missed that big chance, I would have won a tier one. Or if you win a tier one, you're like, mm. oh, if we'd done this, it would have been a star. Um, that's yeah. actually so true. But and it's funny when we do get the rewards, like 
obviously you're a bit of a negative Nelly at the moment. Things aren't quite going your way, but you often try and you're, you're often trying to give me a lifeline when I'm in my deep pits of despair. And often when I win these like shitty rewards and you're trying to justify it, like I'm messaging you being like, Alistair, it's shit. He doesn't start. He's never played. And you're like, Oh, you know, he's, He's an up and comer. Got potential. He's got potential, and I'm, I'm like, I feel like it's gotten to the point where I'm just like, shut up, Elster. Like, this is freaking shit. Don't try and. I mean, I feel like you know, Sarah must look at you, and they must, you know, somehow they know your age, and they're just like, well, look, we'll give Simon this young, up and coming potential talent, and you know, by the time he's in his mid thirties, you know, this guy will be banging. You know, they, they they know you've got a longer time horizon than than some of the rest of us, so you know, maybe that's it. Maybe you're a victim of your own youth. Mate, if if Saray goes to the moon and is still here in 10 years' time, I've got the next big things in world football. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, you're ready to go. There'll that be Thomas tw- Jacob is going to be the, the biggest name in uh, in sports. He'll be 25 by then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, it's, um, it's tough. I mean, I think... <sighs> Obviously, I've kind of shot myself in the foot a little bit because I'm uh, I'm all blue boys, I'm all super rares, and as we all know, it's not the easiest kind of division to just make moves in. You can't just go and pick up a player here and there because super rares are expensive, they're hard to buy. Um, but I think it probably does highlight the fact that you and I really don't help ourselves in terms of you know creating a situation in which luck can be on our side. Both of us have got our key lineups with five different players from five different teams from five different leagues. And we really do kind of create a situation in which we're relying on so many things to go right, you know, and this is why people talk about stacking and neither of us have got any kind of stack going on in our teams. And that could be a real problem for us. Like if you've got a defensive stack of two defenders and a keeper and, you know, if you had, you know, two Wolfsburg defenders and Castiles, all of a sudden, three out of five, you're golden. You're on You're on the way, you know. So maybe we do need to kind of have a think about that moving forward in terms of what our strategy might be because I think the the more variables you can take out of your situation, the I think the happier you'll end up being. It's 100%. And I think I've been a big hater on stacking in the past, but I've definitely come a full 180, I think, because, yeah, I, I just – looking at it like you think you need five guys and in today's world you need five guys to absolutely smash <clears throat> like think about the likelihood of all of those matchups all the luck going your way it's actually quite a hard thing to do i think in today's world like where you need five guys to absolutely smash you need 80s like a, a guy can mm. get 60 points but that really doesn't cut it like if you get a couple of 60s you know you well behind the eight ball. So I think defensively, especially because mm. we all know how hard it is to get clean sheets because I always sort of came up with the mindset of, well, if that team concedes, the likelihood is that defender's not going to score very well and the game week's over. But to be honest, if your defender scores 45, regardless of what your goalkeeper does, your game week's kind of over already. Like you might win an okay reward, but mm. reality is. So, um, probably regretting getting a Wolfsburg keeper. We're not exactly known for our clean sheets, but um, oh, they're not too bad. They're not too bad. Not too bad. Yeah. I mean, Need a defender you'll... with good AA, I guess. 
Yeah, and I think the other thing that, you know, for anyone who's trying to avoid head noise is, you know, depth is super important. And I think your, again, your gallery is kind of on the edge of having some solid depth where you can run out kind of two two or three teams um, because being able to pick those matchups obviously makes a huge difference to avoiding head noise. If you've got, you know, I think your, your situation this weekend was you had Castiles with a great matchup, Otamendi with a good matchup, Reynoso with a good matchup, Hey, Tom Hay with a good matchup. Obviously, they didn't perform, but they four good matchups there. And then you had Bongonda versus Zenit, and you didn't have any other forward to put in. So it's like you were forced to put him in there, you know, and that just kind of creates all the all the all the environment for a for a head noise situation when you've got four bangers and then one guy that just struggles because his matchup is horrible. So having that depth and being able to sub in players depending on what their matchups are for your best lineup is you know probably the best way to go. And I remember back in the day, I start, like I used to have my forward playing against my goalkeeper, and I would have them in the same lineup. Like obviously, sometimes mm. out of necessity, that has to be the case. But like looking back, that's the dumbest thing ever. That is literally the dumbest thing ever. Yeah, I think everyone's been there at some point in their SRA career where they've been like, "Well, I'm just praying for a penalty save <laughs> and a goal from my striker." You know, to, it happens. To, but to be fair, it actually did happen to me once. Mm. I had Joe Willis up against Carlos Vela, and um, that was the game that Willis got a hundred, I think. Yep, yep, I remember that. And he got the penalty save. So Vela scored well, but then Willis got the penalty save because they tried to do the old um, little chip the keeper from the from the spot. Ah, so, uh, nice, the old Penenka. Penenka fail. It does happen, but um, very, <laughs> very rarely. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Well, look, I mean, I feel better already having talked about it. Um, as I said. It's all forgotten. It's it sucks. It hurts. It really ruins your Monday or your Sunday or whatever day that <clears throat> things go wrong. Um, but it is kind of part of the game, and I think that, like you said, the those wins that you do get, the times when things go right and your striker scores the goal when you need him to score a goal, those obviously kind of more than make up for the bad times. Uh, otherwise, I think especially you would have quit a long time ago. <laughs> Uh, it's quite remarkable that you haven't, to be honest, but obviously that is the power of Soraya. So head noise, I mean, it's unavoidable, but you've just got to just gotta wait for those wins and be patient. If Soraya ever need one of those recommendations on their website, I'm probably a good guy to go to. <laughs> hey, I've won nothing and I'm still here all these years later. Exactly. Yeah, we have the sickness. Hi, what seems to be the problem? As I said before, I've got full-blown AIDS. We have this sickness, yeah. Now, Elster, oh I'm glad that, you know, you're able to get things off your chest. Obviously, a bit of a therapy session. Um, look, you've come to the right place. You've come to a guy who can empathize, a guy who gets it, um, which it kind of works in for a new segment. We're a segment show. I love a good segment. Um, and this one is called The Shit List. The Shit List. Um, now, nothing gives me greater joy then wake you up in the morning and I like to just go through the games from the weekend. It's the great, mm-hmm. the greatest thing about Soraya is I actually know all these random teams and I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Mechelen had a big win on the weekend. That's nice. da di da da But nothing gives me greater joy than just seeing those real shitters, those guys who have just, ha- they've had a bad day, okay? You know, they've <laughs> been through a lot, all right? Give them a break. Um, so I'm going to highlight a couple of guys who, let's just say, didn't have a great time of it over the previous weekend, 
uh, and I'll crown my ultimate um, shitter of the week, I guess you could say. Uh, and of course, also we, I feel like it would be rude not to kick things off with a fan favorite of the show. I mean, you can't go past Claudio Bravo. I think nothing sums up Claudio Bravo more than this. He scored mm-hmm. 95 of just pure AA last week. Mm-hmm. 95 points. Old Claude's, he's a confidence boy. He needs to feel like he's a, he's only a small man in stature, so he needs to feel like a big man on the pitch. Mm. Conceded a penalty in the fifth minute, I think it was. <laughs> and let's just say, I mean, that, that just threw me. He had two fouls, I think uh, nine possession loss, eight missed passes, four duels lost for Oof. a negative AA of 24.6 points. <laughs> then he is hooked at halftime to end up with a big fat donut at the end of the game. Wow. I mean, talk about head noise. Claudio Bravo is like the, he's the poster boy of head noise. Um, I put him in one of my lineups because of that 94 AA. I didn't put him in one of my key lineups because I'm not stupid and I understand, <laughs> I know what Claudio is capable of. Um, but man, it was, it's, it was kind of funny to see him just like go to zero by about the 15th minute of the game and then just, to just keep digging. It's thank God they don't do negative scores on Sarah. It would kind of be hilarious, but his chart is just amazing. Like it is like dark green, then followed by a red, then a red, then a dark green. Um, but speaking of someone else next on the list, sticking with the MLS theme, we touched on him earlier. <laughs> Somebody reach out to Brad Stuver. Is he doing it's- okay? Is this just a personal attack on me? I feel like this shit list is just like every week is, is going to be. Some people are going to be like, "Oh, that makes me feel better about my players. My players aren't so bad after all." But then certain listeners are going to be like, "This is a personal attack to me." Now, look, can you blame me? I mean, Brad, his past three scores, Alster, have been zero, four, and twelve. He conceded six on the weekend. Um, St. Louis. You don't need to tell me, mate. Absolutely tearing through him. So Brad Stuver well and truly earns himself a spot on the shit list for this week. It says so much about my so rare gallery at the moment and my just form slump that in the coming game week, my best chance in goalkeeper, my my most confident play is Masaki Murakami. (laughs) The man who previously would play one game, get benched, play another game, get benched, play another game, get dropped, come back to the bench, play another Like he was, I was, I was like, this is the most useless goalkeeper in the history of, of, of Sorare. And all of a sudden he's my best bet. He's my best option. I cannot trust Stooves. I think Stooves talk about head noise. He's got to be having some nightmares at the moment. Um, Sengiz is letting in own goals. Like, you know, all of my goalkeepers are in a bad place except Murakami. I never thought the day would come, but um, look, anyway, keep moving on the shit list. I'll mm. move away from personal attacks on you, I promise. Uh, next one, Jurian Gari from Valjic. Uh, two errors led to goal. Not one, but two. Um, basically passed it straight to the attacker. Off he went. Uh, he has scores of 0, 36, 13, and 6 in his past um, four games. So, look, during Gary, I mean, let's not, you know, a lot of these guys, they're not exactly, um, you know, top of the line. But if you've got him in a, in a 240 lineup, you just want him to roll out just to his classic 50. Um, mm. You know, I mean, let's just say his L5's 
certainly taken a dip. Um, but he earns himself a spot in the shit list. But next, Ooh. Alster, speaking of wonder kids that I won as a reward, it's Lucanets. Lucanets, he got a rare start. Can you believe it? Lucanets back into the starting side. He lasted 84 minutes. Error led to goal. Negative 22 points in AA. Thank Ooh. you very much. Wow. And that was one of your tier two wins. <laughs> yep. Next oh, one, kid of Germany, you told me. Anyway. I was trying to be positive. Wow. That sucks. There's nothing worse than, I mean, the cat modes have introduced this whole new realm of Surreal, which is relying on shit players to do well in order to, you know, line your pockets. And I mean, I've experienced this myself many times. You've done, all your boys have done well and you've got one player to go and you're like, all he has to do is start and I'll hit my two, my cap. I'll hit 250. They start, you're celebrating. We're all good. That sweet dose of ether is coming. And then they just, their score goes down and down and down. And all of a sudden <laughs> you're back below 250 because they did worse than just getting on the pitch. Uh, and it's oh, it's a horrible feeling. Yeah, wrong way, wrong way, wrong way, mate. <laughs> just stand still and don't touch the ball. Literally That's do all nothing. you need to do. Yeah, just do nothing, do less. Now, also, I've got my my winner of the shit list in its okay. debut. It's got to be Grossabel from Deportivo Alaves. What? Um, the reason why he's the winner, Alster, is because he hasn't he hasn't done anything wrong on the stat sheet. Technically, there's no error led to goal. There's no own goal. But okay. yes, he still ended up with zero points from the weekend. Uh, he was a 4-3 win for his team over Sevilla. Uh, he lost 12 jewels, committed three fouls, one yellow for a nice little thing of negative 36 points in AA, Oof. which is a tough afternoon across 90 minutes. Um, despite his team getting the win, he didn't quite uh, share that same success. So there you go. It is the big man, Gorisabel, from wherever that's Congratulations. from. You're the shittest player of the week. Love it. Okay. Well, look, look let's not keep this. Let's just keep the segments rolling. Um, we had a bit of a break last week from Justin Bilo, although Justin Bilo is probably a bit of a sell immediately slash trade to Pavel. Um, broken wrist for Justin Bilo. So. Didn't he break a wrist last year? I think he did. He's got very weak wrists. And very clearly, the bones are not broken. That's not, a good, that's not a good uh, trait to have as a goalkeeper. I feel like you need strong wrists. I think you do. I think Simon needs a cough drop. Okay. All right. So, by lows this week, I'll run through them because I know we're running out of time. Um, first one is, look, these, a couple of these are a little bit punty. Um I've got four for you this week. The first one is Shun Takagi from uh, Consadole Sapporo. Shun Takagi, uh, I know that, you know, obviously every week I we say don't sin, don't sin, don't break the Ten Commandments, and then I just tell you to do the exact opposite. Um, so the situation here is uh, one of my bylaws from last week, uh, Takanori Sugeno, um, Got injured immediately, so apologies to anyone who followed my advice on that one, but I'm back in it again, telling you to buy an old Asian goalkeeper. <laughs> this is not fair. You can just, like, hand out this advice, and then when it blows up in your face, you just go, not my responsibility. We need, like, we need a little disclaimer to put at the end of each of these segments. Of course. Yeah, look, this is not uh, financial advice, clearly. Um, okay, so 
basically the situation is Sapporo have lent, loaned out their their main goalkeeper, so he's not coming back. Sagano is old. Um, he's injured himself, and as we know in the, in the football world, injuries are never just like, oh, a couple of weeks and he'll be back. It's always a long time, especially with old goalkeepers. So they've signed Shun Takagi, who has J-League experience. He was playing in J2. Um, I thought he might get the start last week. Um, he didn't. They put in their young goalkeeper. And speaking of the shit list, I think he scored like 0.3 points. Um, error led to goal, led in like four goals. Not a good time for the young man. Um, I would, again, it's a little bit punty, but I I could definitely see them turning to some experience um, for the rest of the season, uh, or at least until Sagano is back. Uh, and in which case, you know, 0.08 for a starting goalkeeper. Again, this is not financial advice. It is a bit of a risk. He may not, he may just be there to, I don't know, provide coaching support to the young guy. Um, but after the performance of that young keeper last week, I can't can't see anything standing in the way of this man getting in between the sticks. No, nah, 100%. There's no way they're sticking with the young guy. Not no, a chance. I don't think so. All right, so speaking of uh, punty goalkeepers, the next one is a little bit of an interesting one. Uh, Manuel Neuer. Um, remember him? Um, so... His price graph will be a bit interesting to look at, I think. Um, yeah, so he obviously was injured in a skiing accident last year, and I think he broke his leg or something happened. Let's have a look at this price graph. Yeah, okay. So <laughs> I'll let you have a guess when he went skiing. Um, the, his price graph looks like the mountain he went down. Um, <laughs> thanks. Uh, and then he's, you know, on the slow road to recovery, everyone's, you know, his price starts to pick up again a little bit, you know, uh, well, comparatively. Uh, and then it's announced that he's injured again. You can see that little dip there. And then it's announced that he's maybe not so bad after all, and he might be coming back. Um, so he's kind of on the way up here. I think it, all accounts, it looks like he will be back, and it's Manuel Neuer, and it's Bayern, and you could potentially pick up a starting Bayern goalkeeper for, you know, depending on, you know, roughly around 0.3, which you know, could be an absolute bargain. Even if he just plays this season and then retires, I reckon you can more than make that value back in the in, over the course of a year. Uh, okay, last one is Kai Wagner. Um, now, this man, his price has been capped pretty much his entire career just because he's always rumoured to go back to Europe, and obviously that's not a good move for him, Soraya-wise. Um but, I mean, it doesn't look like that's happening. He seems to be sticking around at least for the rest of the season. Um, he scores really – he's still one of the best defenders on the platform. Like, if you had those scores from a Challenger Europe defender, you'd be all over it. Um, and he's going for point one two five at the moment. I think, again, everyone's everyone wants to get their hands on these 3D European cards and, you know, poor old Asian and MLS cards are, you know, in a bit of a fire sale. But I've said it a few times – their season still runs until like mid to late November. Plenty of games left, plenty of utility. I think he could be an absolute bargain pickup. If you had a Kai Wagner like a year and a half ago, because oh, probably even two years, that rumor has been going. Like it is, it's been, oh, he's going the next transfer window. I mean, talking about head noise, the theme of the show, I had a super rare Kai Wagner and I sold him for that exact reason for not as much as I could have. <laughs> mm. He's been rumored every year, so just goes to show panic selling is never a good thing. Well, sometimes, yeah. 
just maybe speaking of panic selling, just quickly, Elster, I must say it was it's not funny. If you have an Otavio, it's not funny. But this whole Otavio drama has been kind of crazy. Oh, I mean the guy on Twitter, shout out to you. I mean, there's nothing quite as... It is funny. I'm going to say it. It's funny. He put a post out on Twitter saying, all of you who panic sold Otavio, you deserve it. You idiots. I told you he was going to stay and he's staying. Uh, you know, sent a link to some post that said that Otavio was going to stay put at Porto. He's he's gloating. He's rubbing everyone's faces in it. I told you, you guys are idiots. Neck minute. Off Tavia goes to Saudi, and you can only think that this guy, you know, his convictions were so strong. He probably went out and bought a couple of Otavios because of all these idiots that were panic selling. Oof, massive oof. <laughs> it, oh yeah, dear. It's okay. Yeah, it's, it's like I feel like transfer windows are like a sport. If you don't own the player, you've just got your popcorn and just watching, just enjoying the show. Okay, all right. On the flip side of that, sell high, sell haze. All right, first one I've got here on my list is Julian Quinones. Um, Don't get me wrong. I love Julian Quinones. I think he's a great player. Um, But going back to our conversation from last year, this is a man who goes through form patches. He goes through slumps. He goes through hot streaks. He's playing at a better team now. He's not playing at Atlas anymore, so you know that's that's a good thing. But I just feel like he's been on such an incredible run of form over the last month that uh, over the last couple of months that it could be a time to you know try and preempt that that drop in form. Um, he has got some relatively f- tough fixtures coming up, so again, not one that I would be like rushing to sell, but I just think if you can get around 0.3 or 0.35 for him, might be a good one to move on from. Okay, next one on the list, uh, our boy Jota. So obviously everyone's very excited. You can see from the price graph here that everyone's a little bit too excited um, about the fact that he's leaving Saudi. Um, I'm not convinced that he's I don't even think I'm convinced that he's going to leave. I think that could be all just a misunderstanding and they might just keep him there. Um, um, also, or... you were showing your screen. Oh, fucking hell. Yeah, you just you had the, as you can see, and I was like, ah, no, I can't. <laughs> as you can see now, um, yeah, there's a little, there's a very, uh, there's a, bu- a burst of excitement there um, when the news was broken by Soraya Down Under that uh, he might be leaving Saudi Arabia. I'm just, I don't, I don't have any confidence that um, he's necessarily going to go to a better spot, I think. His options, in my opinion, are probably either to go to another club in Saudi or stay at Al-Hittad or go to a better team and just kind of, you know, get some bench minutes. So I think if you can take advantage of the hype and sell Jota while his price is back up again for for a moment, for a moment, um, could be a good move. I think if you're a Jota owner, like the fact that what maybe three weeks ago, if you could have got what you got for him now, you'd probably take that in a heartbeat. Like it might be, this might just be a bit of a lifeline to get off that train and just cut your losses. Mm, Absolutely. Obviously he could go back to Celtic and then, you know, (laughs) I'm an idiot, but 
I don't know. I don't like to take those kind of gambles. You should just do a bunch of tweets about it, calling everyone idiots for selling their John and Elster. Yes, absolutely. Okay, last one. Um, again, if you've got a Mo seller in your in your gallery, good for you. Very happy for you. Um, I just think that half an ETH for Mo seller is could definitely be spent elsewhere. This is not that I think Salah's not going to score a goal a game. I think that's very possible, or at least a decisive every game. And that's great. Awesome. That's what you want, right? It is. Um, it's, it is great. Um, but I just think, and you know, we were talking about this earlier, the fact that a 60 is not going to win you anything. And you can see here, very consistent, you know, but absolutely no AA. I think for 0.5, you can go out and pick up some forwards that are going to hit you those peak scores more regularly. Um, and yes, they may not score absolutely every week, but when they do score, you're looking at 80 or 90, you know? Um, so again, not necessarily. You're, I think if you've got yourself a Mo Salah, I wouldn't be panicking too much. Um, but I just think if you've bought a Mo Salah and you're a little tight on budget or you need to make some moves, I think this is one that you could move on. You know what's funny, Elster, is you sort of said before that we're all kind of status and even when we win rewards, we're never happy. I think like it's kind of bad, is it, that you just pulled up Mo Salah's price uh, score graph, which had like eight consecutive decisives, and you're like, it's good, but like it's not great. Like, like yeah, what's it's worrying us? Like all we ever want in life is a decisive and a forward that is consistently scoring goals, but then they do that, and we're like, yeah, but like it needs to be better. <laughs> Yeah, look, I mean, I must be honest, the, the sell hay side of this segment is very difficult um, because sometimes players are just good and you should just keep them forever. And that's probably what you should do with most seller. But, I, hey, I am nothing but consistent and I have to get three sell hays week in, week out. So poor old Mo Salah was in the hit list this week. But, yeah, it's, a, it's, it's much easier for me to do the buy lows than it is to do the sell hays. Mate, forget about everyone's gallery value going up. You need the boom to happen again just so you can have some sell hays each week. You're the real oh, victim. I know, I know. All these depressed prices are killing my content creation ability. <laughs> no, you do well, mate. You do well. Um, yeah, look, so does that pretty much wrap it up? I think... I think so. I mean, weekend ahead, obviously, I'm ready to hit the podiums. Um, <laughs> it's all been building up to this. I'm actually quite looking forward to this weekend, but obviously that's a bad idea. I mean, Murakami in goal, you know, clean sheet merchant. Infinity um, percent clean sheet. Infinity percent. He did actually get a clean sheet that week, which is hilarious. Um, I'll pull that up on screen for anyone who missed that inside joke. Um I've got Sho Sasaki up against the last in the league. I've got Otamendi up against, you know, Farmer's League. I've got Hyungmin Sun against Bournemouth. And then I've got Kadri against Liège. Add to that, a lot of big boys have been taken out of the game week. So I don't want to say my hopes are up, but they're kind of up. You're sinning? Are you a sinful boy? I'm sinning. Mate, your redemption arc is going to be incredible when you win that podium this week. Whew. Make a Netflix oh, documentary man. out of it. When I, when, I, when I hit that podium and win a Valentin Kojikaro. <laughs> win some 16-year-old wonder kid from the deep depths of Spain. Oh, dear. Uh, what about you, Simon? What's, what's, what have you got your hopes pinned to? I think your naughty boy keeper, Andreas Luth, should be back. Good boy. Um, yeah, I think it's a bit tough. I, I 
sort of was coming into Europe with high hopes. Obviously, let's not go over it again, but I had a lot of goalkeepers. Um, also, like, Zaruki, like, I, I thought he was going to be a really great piece, and I'm starting to think I should panic sell him a little bit because I think, like, I, even if he yeah. scores recover, I think clearly he's not, like, a main guy there. If they're if he's the guy that they're going to take off after 45 minutes because the centre-back gets a red card and then he's benched the next game. He was never going to be the main guy, but the whole point is that he was not the main guy at 20 and still scored really well. He's just a consistent. He's a Julian Dessart type. Um, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be panic selling. I would. I think you've got to give, give him a bit of time. Um, you know, quality is quality and he should eventually i think i think there is an issue that he had a bit of a tantrum when he got subbed off and i think so many times coaches are like i'm going to teach you a lesson right now don't be a little bitch you're sitting out next game and then he should hopefully get folded back in eventually so i would hold on to him i wouldn't panic sell i mean if you can get what you paid for him maybe i can't no 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 then in that case i would just Sit and hold. Luckily, you've got some depth around that position, so I think you should be okay. Well, I tried to sell my Tom Hay. I tried to sell Hay uh, this week, uh, literally, um, and got offered an Otavio, so not really any substantial <laughs> offers coming through for that. Um, oh, my God, Simon. If you had snap accepted that, uh, <laughs> I would have. I think I would have been like, all right, Simon, it's time to hang out with the boots. Hey, I'm a changed man. I'm bloody, I'm doing research. I got my finger on the pulse. You know, that's, I'm not that guy anymore, man. <laughs> that's good. Sorry, hopefully my fortunes change. All right, man. Absolutely. Well, look, best Alrighty. of luck on the weekend. Um, hopefully things turn around for you. Look, I'm glad you, you confided in me and got things off your chest. Um, hopefully it was something that you all can relate to. I mean, we're all in this battle together. We all want Sarah to do well. So, you know, keeping everyone happy is always the, um, the main objective so we'll catch you guys next week and best of luck for the game week ahead all right cheers mates see you mates breezy shut the fuck up